Take the off-beaten path, try something new, and dare to be different. Check out Narrowwood and watch us for unique timepieces made from wood, pearl, and stone that are both sustainable and stylish. We also plant a tree for every watch sold. Visit our website now at narrowwatches.com offbeat to check out our collection. Use the code OFFBEAT to get 10% off your purchase. Hello everyone and welcome to Off The Record, a special Project Offbeat series specifically catered to get to know our guests beyond their careers. Expect pressing talk of the town questions and fun challenges. If you haven't listened to the episode on Pastor Stephen's path on being a theologian and pastor, we highly suggest you to start there first. In today's segment, we are joined by our Reverend Stephen Tan. Hi, Pastor. Hey. Hey, guys. Great to be awesome. here. Awesome. Okay, so Pastor, here's how it goes. Uh, basically, we have a couple of big questions for you, right? Okay. And, you know, you could you could answer it uh, anytime and anyhow you want to. Okay. okay. All right. So the number one uh, big question for me, uh, Pastor, is that, you know, as, as Christians, right, we're always told, to become, you know, good Samaritans, right? You spread the gospel, you know, accept Christ in your lives, right? But then here we also see that there are times that, you know, our the 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 same Christians that say say those words are often excluding other sectors of the community as well, right? Sometimes you hear about them insulting or excluding the LGBTQ community, right? Or even the underprivileged community, right? What do you think? about this notion or about this trend and what's your take on it okay that's a great question uh, i think um first of all uh everyone uh whether you're a pastor or a lay person has to be authentic and genuine uh you know one of the things that jesus accused the pharisees of was being a hypocrite right they said one thing and they did another and so it is incum incumbent upon everyone uh to uh to to live out their faith authentically uh, genuinely and um, consistently. Now, that can be a challenge sometimes uh, when they don't know what the Bible says. And I think that's the problem sometimes is because they take snippets of what the Bible says uh, and then they kind of filter it through their own application of what they want to do. Um, and so the Bible does talk about um, social engagement. The Bible does talk about caring for the widows and orphans. The Bible talks about, um, you know, being fair. Um, and, and even, in fact, Jesus made his attention or took the disciples attention to the widow who only gave two mites so the point being is that uh our lord jesus himself showed uh, what it means to consistently live out uh one's faith uh that the words they say uh is reflected in their actions as well so i would say that uh, christians uh, who say those things uh, including myself have to be very aware that we're mm -hmm. being judged um, by the world to make sure that we're consistent uh, with what uh, we say. Now, that being said, we should also be guided by the principles of Scripture um, to make yeah. sure that the absolute truths of Scriptures are lived out. Um, and, and so there are times when we have to um, take a stand. But, but the Bible says do so with love and grace, right? It's not about throwing it in your face. It's Beautiful. not about, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, it, it's explaining, it's dialoguing. Uh, and, and so there's a lot of complex issues like the LGBT uh, issue and uh, other issues that would require um, uh, compassion, understanding, and, and a general dialogue, but always be grounded and guided by Beautiful. the unchanging truths of the scriptures. Do you think that the bare minimum, Pastor Steve, is at least you listen to the other sector, right? You listen Absolutely. to them before, you know, you, you tell mm -hmm. them things, right? 
And, um, and uh, that's why you'll never see me, um, you know, engaging in uh, one line Twitter wars uh, with someone uh, or, 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 or you'll rarely, rarely see me uh, put Bible verses out because it's often taken out of context uh, and it doesn't do a great service um, yeah. to take these kind of pithy statements out of context uh, that just seems to polarize folks. You know, we are calling the Great Commission exactly. and Matthew to go exactly. and evangelize and disciple people. And you do so through dialogue and spending time, as Jesus did with the tax collectors, with the adulterous women, uh, with people who were uh, sinners. He spent time with them um, to speak truth in love, uh, but always the truth also. Not that easy, Beautiful. though, right? No. Not that easy, though. Yeah, absolutely not easy. Yeah, but what I like about Pastor Stephen is that in his answer, you can kind of see what the next steps people can, like modern day Christians can do to kind of avoid being like this hypocritical, um, you know, hip hypocritical Christians that people are so angry with. No, my question is connected to that. Um, if you were a Christian and uh, let's say looking for a church or, or uh, looking to get back into your faith or whatnot, how do you know if the church you enter is a legitimate one, uh, a good one that is uh, based on scripture and, and gives back to the community, or if it's like a cult or like a money-making opportunity? <laughs> what, do, you have like, do you have like signs? I'm not sure if you have experience with this. Yeah. Um, you know, um, first of all, I think you should find a church that teaches the Bible, number one, first and foremost. <laughs> Yeah. You should look for a church that um, that values discipleship and community. Um, you should look for a church um, that uh, doesn't uh, stress about, you know, giving to the pastor or to the church facilities in that sense. And and that's pretty obvious uh, to know. Like, you know, every other week is about give, 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 give. Um, and, and there's no accountability. You know, churches also, like corporations, uh, should be accountable. Um, they should have uh, checks and balances. Uh, you know, we've got a church that has three layers of checks and balances with elders and deacons. I think that's really important. Um, and my corporate background um, uh, showed the importance of uh, accountability. And that's important uh, in this day and age as well, too. Uh, just because you're a Christian, just because you're a pastor, just because you're a church doesn't mean um, they're not going to do things that are unethical uh, as well. So I think um, uh, prayerful discernment, uh, looking at the church community. And of course, I think... Um, uh, you know, talking to other pastors, talking to other Christian leaders, talking to other church members to see what their community is like will help you know the the ethos and the DNA and the the impact that that church is making. Um, does it does it keep true to the scriptures? Is important. Yeah, right. That's nice. I mean, sometimes community the community is warm, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's really seldom that they talk about the Bible anymore, mm -hmm. right? It's really about you know having a good time with each other, right? Like uh, any other organizations out there, right? So that's a great point, Pastor Steve. I mean, there there have been like uh, like controversies with church leaders recently. Yeah. And I think these bad apples kind of like make it very hard for a lot of people to kind of trust organized religion in some sense. So sometimes right. it's very hard to reconcile that fact uh, yeah. that not all churches are, you know, <laughs> are involved in these controversies. Every uh, Like a lot of churches are giving back to the community, our, our scripture base and whatnot, no. And, and let me just, just point out there that anyone who's in a church, anyone who's looking for a church should not be looking at the pastor or the leaders. They should be looking at Jesus, who's the perfect yeah. example. Because every yes. person is going to fail you. I mean, I may disappoint you, 
Um, and we do make mistakes. It's not a license for us to sin. We're held to a high standard as leaders of the church. Uh, but you're right. In the media, there's a lot of uh, pastors who've fallen, uh, who have yeah. failed, and, uh, and people get discouraged and disillusioned. But uh, throughout the scriptures, throughout church history, it's been like that. Uh, and you're going to focus your faith on a person, a personality. That's why um, uh, your once, once faith journey, once spiritual walk should never be based on a personality uh, it should not be personality driven, um, and uh, they really should focus their faith on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Next question, uh, you know, in a bit of a lighter note, Pastor Steve, okay. right? Okay. Um, say, imagine your kids right now, right? I, I think in the Chinese Filipino community, I bet you you know that the ultimate triad, right? Say you are to tell your kid to choose two out of three among these three qualities. What would you? Let them choose for the people that they date. Should it be Chinese, Christian, or stable? So you got to choose two out of three, Pastor Steve. What are you choosing? Well, first and foremost, uh, this is not the biblical answer. This is the biblical (laughs) answer. Um, It's it's Christian. I think um, the Bible is clear about uh, being equally or unequally yoked. And I think there's a lot of practicality to that, Um, right? You know, if you're not of the same faith, um, uh, you guys may be able to deal with it, but when they have their own kids, would they study at a, a Christian school or not? What would they do on a Sunday morning? Would they go to church or not? So it poses a lot of issues. Um, but uh, yeah, first and foremost, uh, Christian. Second, uh, I think, uh, uh, is uh, being stable. Uh, and uh, I think when you talk about stability, I'm thinking like family stability. I'm talking about character stability uh, because that's important, um, you know, um, you want someone who doesn't have a lot of, uh, sorry to say, emotional baggage or a lot of hangups and baggage with them um, because that will affect their relationship. It, it would be a drama every day um, and that would be taken for them into their marriage relationship. We're not saying that they have to be perfect. Uh, we're just saying that someone who uh, is self-aware, someone who's been able to uh, um, to to kind of um, uh, get a hold of where they know where they're going. And then, yeah, and you may wonder why not Chinese? Because honestly, <laughs> being, honestly, being you know, culture is important. Culture is important, and uh, having people of the same culture minimizes some of the some of the the challenges of marriage. Uh, and I have a lot of friends who are in mixed uh, cultural marriages, uh, and it's been a real challenge for them. But you know, it doesn't mean that just because you're of a particular culture means that you're a nicer person. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. Uh, right. It doesn't mean that if you, you know, marry Chinese versus marry someone Filipino, that mm-hmm. that Chinese person is going to be a better person than uh, the, the American or the Filipino or whatnot. Um, it's really the character of that person that's important uh, that's than the ethnic culture. So I, I think two the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the Western background was emitting in that kind of uh, yep. setup, Pastor Steve, right? I mean, there's not a lot of Asians that can say that, right? Especially parents at that, right? So, I mean... <laughs> my, my brother married someone who's Caucasian, who's white. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, wow. and uh, there's cultural challenges. Like he, he loves Asian food, but he doesn't eat a lot of Asian food much anymore. He had to give that up for love uh, because he married uh, my wonderful sister-in-law uh, who's of a different cultural tradition. So there are some cultural challenges that come with that, but um, you know, she loves Jesus and she's a, a very strong believer and a wonderful mother. So we love her as a sister-in-law. So, you know, uh, I've seen it too often that, um, uh, that parents force, uh, you know, two equally, uh, t- uh, two individuals, one is so much better, but because of that kind of, kind of ethnic uh, issue that they marry the wrong person. And it's, it's really yeah. a challenge. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, Pastor Steve. I, I yep, know that sure. that wasn't easy, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was easy for you. I married someone Asian. I actually vowed. Uh, there are three <laughs> things I vowed I'd not do. Uh, I'd never become a pastor. Uh, I never uh, would move back to the Philippines. And I never would marry someone Asian because I was so Western in my thinking. So I ended up marrying someone who was transcultural, even though we looked the same. So, yeah. um, Pastor Steven, I think you yourself, you mentioned it in, the, in, in our Offbeat episode a while ago how for a while you kind of drifted away from Christianity a little bit um, and you were disillusioned uh, with it. And uh, this is speaking from, I guess, my life stage now, like me and Lance, we're in the life stage now where we're young corporate professionals. We're trying to make it in the world. Um, we're, um, you know, slowly um, cementing our personalities, our ideologies, our values and whatnot. And, you know, it's hard not to notice this, but, uh, I'm sure you're you're well aware that there's a lot of young people who have grown up in like a Catholic or Christian background, but then you know they end up drifting away, just like you said. No, uh, they they they're disenfranchised, they're disconnected uh, from their religion, from their faith. Why do you think that happens, and how would you implore them to kind of change this trend? Uh, like, for example, like let's say you know. Um, Lance and I are parents. How would we do things differently, you know? Uh, I think um, one of the things that disillusioned me was uh, the hypocrisy, uh, the, the double speak uh, that was happening, um, and, and just being very transparent, uh, you know, growing up in a kind of an Asian church uh, in the U.S., um, you know, everyone was all about missions and, and you know, doing the Great Commission. Uh, but when uh, a child would say, well, I want to be a missionary, uh, because that's what they were taught growing up to, you know, to, to value world evangelism. They say, no, 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 no. Um, you, 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 you continue in business, but then you go um, let other people be missionary and you support them. So that's sort of double speak. That's sort of double standard. And that's sort of um, hypocrisy. And I'm not judging them because I can be hypocrite as well, too. I'm just saying yeah. I saw that and it didn't sit well with me. And I said, why is it like that? Uh, and of course, uh, to correct that is to just live authentic, uh, authentic, genuine life, um, uh, acknowledging that uh, we struggle in some areas, uh, being, you know, being genuine uh, in our faith walk. And you see that coming a lot uh, out in my messages and whatnot um, about the need for um, being authentic and real uh, in our faith. Uh, and I think a second uh, aspect uh, to that is um, kind of the, 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 the unwillingness uh, for critical thinking uh, and uh, allowing a safe space for asking questions. Uh, right. And I think uh, part of that process was you know, growing up again in a traditional um, church environment uh, is I was just always told to just believe it because it is so, you know, the Bible says so. I agree. The Bible says so. Absolutely. But, you know, the exploring kind of deeper topics uh, or or just having some doubts and, and wanting that yeah. sort of critical thought um, was just never addressed. Uh, and that's why part of my ministry now is allowing for that critical thinking, inviting questions, um, allowing for uh, the struggle and the tension of one's faith, which when properly channeled, will make you stronger in the faith. And I often tell people, you've got to personalize that faith. Just because your parents and your grandparents believed uh, uh, or quote-unquote religious uh, or Christians doesn't mean you are automatically one. You have to have a personal faith walk with Jesus Christ to be a Christian. You should know why you believe what you believe. Uh, and so yeah. uh, allowing for that kind of critical uh, question to be answered will make yeah, you a stronger uh, believer. Totally agree. You know what, Lance? Uh, I can see now why he's your favorite pastor. <laughs> I told you. 
I told you. <laughs> I think uh, Pastor Steven, you actually seem like the perfect pastor to talk to the youth of today to kind of not necessarily to force them back into the religion, but to kind of like explore their faith basically, which I find myself doing a lot recently. So Wonderful. thank you for that. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish everyone would be able to engage their faith in such a way that um, you know they, they have the freedom uh, to to explore exactly. and. Yeah, and to kind of express their faith. Pastor Steve, here's my last question for this sure. segment, right? Um, say, you know, you put yourself in God's position on the day that he, you know, created the world and whatnot, right? And for you, what do you think was God thinking when he was deliberating if he would give free will to people or he can just make people follow him, you know, and just be live religious lives, right? Do you think it was a hard decision for God or do you think it was, you know, God's plan, you know, <laughs> like they say? I have no idea because that's uh, that's not in the scriptures. And I don't know what God was thinking. However, the Bible does answer that theologically. Um, the Bible did create uh, people uh, with free will. God, God in his sovereign wisdom, um, gave us choice. He didn't want to make a bunch of robots that would worship him. Uh, he wanted men and women um, to want to worship him. Uh, as the Almighty God, the Yahweh, uh, and so you know, He gave uh, He gave Adam and Eve uh, the choice, um, and they were tempted, and they didn't do the right choice. But God immediately provided a way of redemption, uh, and and that came through Jesus Christ. So, yeah, uh, you know, the wonderful thing is the praise He receives uh, is not forced, uh, unlike the mythology gods where they demand yeah. that that happens. Uh, God wants uh, a volitional sort of worship um, uh, in which he's due for sure because he's, he is definitely uh, worth it. Uh, he's definitely worthy and he deserves it. So Maybe God was type A too. You know, he wanted... <laughs> you know, every day he wanted a different kind of experience, right? Instead of like everyone just following him, you know, robotically. Right. Thank, thank you also for the big questions we're sponsored by. Narrow watches. So if you're interested in their watches, visit them now and use the code offbeat for 10% off your purchase. Uh, thank you, Narrow Watches, for sponsoring this section. So basically, Pastor Steve, here's our last part, right? Which is the challenge portion. Right. right? So basically, this is like a uh, what do you say? Like uh putting yourself in a scenario. Okay. Pastor Steve, President Marcus went to you today, right? Went to your office, opened your you know, office, knocked on your doors, and said, Pastor Steve, I liked your sermons, right? And I will give you a chance to address all the Filipinos out there. You can choose any specific segment that you like to talk to. You have maybe one to two minutes to talk to them about anything out in the air. What would you tell them, right? So I guess first, Pastor Steve, which segment would you talk to, right? It could be demographically grounded. You know, it could be career grounded. And okay. what would you tell them? Okay. You know, I would talk. Um, well, that's a that's a tough question. I think let me start with the topic first. Uh, I think I would uh, address uh, second to telling them about Jesus, but that's probably what you want to hear from the pastor. But second to that, I would tell them uh, what it means to love one another. I really would. Oh, you know, oh. I, I think that's the, the problem. Is sorry to say, I'm also a Filipino with my dual citizenship. <laughs> There's so much selfishness uh, in our culture, even though we're loving oh. and fun culture, um, we're intrinsically a very selfish culture. Uh, and um, it's about my happiness 
uh, my temporal happiness, uh, you know, my mm. TikTok uh, views, you know, me, <laughs> myself, and I. And, and you see this um, in, in a culture that is very jolly, and that's my own uh, anthropological perspective. Um, we are intrinsically very selfish. Now, what segment group? Uh, of course, uh, a message like that uh, to tell to those who are uh, perhaps uh, on uh, the kind of the lower middle class really wouldn't uh, affect the country. I'd address it to the middle, upper middle class, um, to those who have so much. And this is not uh, any sort of, um, you know, knock on them because um, they haven't contributed anything. I'm sure they have, uh, but they can do so much more. Uh, and I think the challenge to love their countrymen as themselves, which is a scriptural principle, uh, would challenge the country um, to really grow in a way that uh, is innovative, to give uh, those who don't have the opportunity for growth and education um, to, to, to have those opportunities as well. Um, the divide between the rich and the poor is really, really big. And I'm not yeah. you know, talking about any sort of a divide uh, or trying to stir that up, but it is so big and it is a responsibility of those who would have more um, to give back to those who don't. And if that, that happens, then the entire society uh, moves uh, at a better pace uh, towards improvement. Uh, but that's, so that, that's my perspective, if yeah. I have given that opportunity. Second yeah. coming about Jesus. <laughs> Every time you hear about a pastor, probably he'll tell you to preach or whatnot, right? But here you are telling us, maybe we need to learn how to love more, right? Maybe we need to learn how to love one another more, right? Uh, that's about it, Pastor Steve. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us in Off the Record. We hope you enjoy the big questions. I did. Thank you, Madden Lance. <laughs> awesome. So everyone, if you like their special series, follow as well on Facebook, IG, LinkedIn, and YouTube for exclusive content. If you want to learn more from our guests, you can reach Pastor Steve in, in all social media, honestly. Facebook, you know, IG, you know, he's in LinkedIn, he's in Line, he's in Twitter as well, right? TikTok maybe, I don't know, right? So you can feel free to reach <laughs> Pastor Steve in those channels. Everyone, see you again and thank you, thank you for joining us in our show. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone.